Welcome to Music Causation Episode 3, and we have a special guest today, but I'm your host, Ron, and my co-host, Steve. How are you today? Doing great, and uh, so glad to be here. Yes, we got, we got another exciting guest. This is going to be fantastic. You know, when we, we've done the first couple of episodes already, um, lots of views, lots of views, and I, I thank everybody for, for watching. Um, you know, so look, this is another part of, of music history right here. And the first history lesson, Steve? Um, Hall of Famer, right? Yeah, buddy is a <laughs> Rhode Island Music Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. So, so look, Buddy Cavallari is here with us. He will be live, play some music for you, talk about, you know, all of his his you know escapades yes the escapades and um we're, we're looking for these stories that you're going to be able to hear right here so let's welcome buddy with us right now how are you i'm great thank you ron for having me thank you steve for having me so do this it's, 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 i love it i'm so glad you asked me to do this thank you so much we are more then glad this is, you're actually the first Hall of Famer, I believe, on the show. Oh, the first of many, I hope. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Yeah. But for Rhode Island Broadcasting, you're the second Hall of Famer. We have we've had a guest in the Soccer Hall of Fame for Rhode Island. The Soccer Hall of Fame. Yes. Um, you know, but that's for the sports show. Yeah. Well, although I work for the Blackstone Valley Tourism Council. We're totally integrated into this uh, new soccer stadium coming yes. in, Rhode Island Football Club. Couldn't be happier. Couldn't be happier about this uh, new MBTA station we have in Pawtucket. The economic development aspect of that is huge. Right. And I've been a hunger advocate, but he's been one of my longest uh, 1 of 52 Hunger Network members. We can get into that a little bit later. And that's why we're here, really. We're here for the this cause. Is, this is that's why it. this show was, was created, is for that reason. So... If you want to sponsor the show, all the proceeds will go towards that. I don't get a penny. Steve doesn't get a penny. And Buddy doesn't get a penny. Nothing? Nothing. Nothing. I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, but that's what it, what, what it does. So, so sponsors, all those businesses that are in, you know, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and even beyond, let's, let's start helping. So... So really, if you want to sponsor the show, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. You just say, hey, you know what? I like the show. I like the direction you're going with it. And we want to sponsor it. And you just call us up or message us on ribroadcasting at um, ribroadcasting.media at gmail.com. And me and Steve will make it happen. And we'll make sure, you know, it all goes to a good cause. And it doesn't cost much. You know, it, it basically costs whatever you want to put into it. So if you want to sponsor the show for five bucks, we'll take it because it goes to a good cause. So you name the price and, and it happens. And it happens. And, you know, you can also send in bits. You can send in um, stars or stickers and all that stuff on, you know, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And really all that money will go to the Rhode Island Community Food Bank, you know, and all the proceeds of that. So, but, but 
You've known Steve for a while now. Yeah, I think it, we were talking about it. I think it's about between 1990 or 92. When did you start this whole thing? Steve? The uh, campaign started in uh, 1988, where I had the idea. You know, basically, we're always trying to forge that link between music and the cause of ending hunger. And I grew up, you know, looking at all of the big concerts, uh, all dating all the way back to the George Harrison and Rabbi Shanka concert for Bangladesh. Yeah. And in 1988, we, I decided, well, you know, I'll probably never stage an event of that magnitude. And I thought, well, what can we do? Why don't we have something that's more ongoing, much more grassroots? So in 1988, my friend Dean, if you're out there, Dean, how are you? And uh, I was describing the, uh, the concept to him, you know, donating in one week of the year to help end hunger. And he's like, I got a show coming up in two weeks. I'll donate from that yeah. show. Yeah. And that was the first gig in 1988. Uh, you came along uh, very shortly thereafter, you and Chakula. We've all been on a very similar path uh, ever since then. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 a wonderful path to be on for me. I mean, I'm honored to be part of it. Um, you know, Thank you. A, little bit of, have you. a little bit of my history on that is when I started doing it with Chakula um, in, Wick, in Wickford. Yeah. Um, we called it the Harmony Army. And me and Chuck would go out and play an Updike Square, and we'd take out our guitars and a big barrel. Chuck would take a big barrel. At the time, Ryan's Market was there, and we'd just be playing and tell people what was going on, and they'd come out from the market and bring, fill up the barrel with food or, or money, whatever, um, doing that. And I was doing it as to help out, never thinking I was going to need it. And I did it for years like that. And then there was one point through life circumstances mm -hmm. where uh, a marriage came to an end and I was out on my own and, you know, barely, barely surviving. And all of a sudden, the North Kingston Food Pantry, I needed them. And I needed them three times. That's a beautiful thing to hear that you were able to. Oh, my like gosh. I was, the, first time, the first time I was like crying that I had to go in there and ask and ask if they could help me. Wow, that's a great story. Man. And then and then after that, it was like a few months later, man, I was still struggling. And, and I, I had to go back. And they were like, all right. And then, I, you know, I had one of my CDs came out. And I said, man, from now on, all the proceeds from one of these records that I've got um, is going to the food wow. pantry. So whenever I'd sell it, I'd give them, I'd give them whatever I made. I love that. And, you know, and then... It, it just started snowballing from there. And then I, you know, I kept doing it because I needed donating through church. Literally the starving artist uh, story. Oh you know? my gosh. And that's, that's we've, we've seen this so many times that it, it, it's similar stories. Might have different roads and different paths, yeah. but they're similar stories. Yeah. And it's funny how it turns out to be why we do this yeah you know just like because you had that path now you're intertwined with it yeah. for i mean how many years yeah well, you like, say starving on you say a starving artist however <laughs> it wasn't that i was starving it was a gift that i was starving because it brought my own awareness to a different level i wow. didn't give it anyway but yeah, it brought my whole awareness to it and the whole thing story. is awareness man yeah sure. and the whole thing is awareness because when I was doing it, there were points for a long period of time. I would just put money in the food box at the at the back of my church to the food pantry. You know, they, we'd have bins 
and I was always throwing money in there or, or bringing whatever I could bring, even if it was a can of something and bringing it to the church and stuff. Then all of a sudden you come up, you know, you come to this perspective of, of uh, man, you need it and it's humbling. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so humbling. But the North King Sound Food Pantry, they call it the Little Red Schoolhouse. Yes. Um, and they, they, they were wonderful to me. And now as I can't do enough for them. And then I've, besides North Kingstown, I've also done it for the Johnny Cake Center. Mm -hmm. I've done it for St. Andrew's Lutheran Church with, with Al, um, you know, and whatever I can get in on, on any of these benefits, as sometimes we call them, I'm in. Yeah, that's a great point. I want to let everybody know that's watching this program. We'll have a link up here to donate to the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. And that's pretty much my default mode, you know, because it's, it's the big statewide agency that takes care of all the affiliate food pantries in Rhode Island. But they are totally fine with everybody donating directly to the food pantries yeah. up there because it all ends up helping. It all ends up going where it needs to go. Yeah. So instead of having to sometimes get food to the food pantry and then distribute it, Bring it directly to your local food. Yeah. Donate to your local And it's nice. You get to know the people that are doing a good thing. Exactly. I love and that. It's, it's not really nice for everyone involved. And I don't know if every individual food pantry around does this, but in North Kingstown, I, I used to bring money quite a bit. And um, Steve, one of the guys that was helping run the place there, he told me, you know, for every dollar, that comes in, he goes, we got to deal with Dave's Marketplace or with Stop and Shop, yeah. that they'll give us three bucks worth of food. And it'd be like, oh, so now, you know, you put in a buck, it's three, it's three dollars. It's a similar worth story with the Rhode Island Community Food Bank and their, their percentage is seven bucks. Nice. Because you know, they have such enormous buying power. Yeah. And uh, they're into it. They want to see hunger come to an end in Rhode Island. We're working to create what we call food secure communities. And I'll tell you, this action we're taking here today, and I want to thank Ron for making this possible. Thank Buddy for being here. You know, the music and the arts are very influential over society, and more importantly, the fans. Yeah, It's the fans of us, of our shows, of, of you, that are going to turn around and say, oh, wow, look what these folks are doing. What can I do? And, and it's just an upward. You know, it's something spiral. as simple as every single supermarket has barrels at the front of the store when you're checking out. Yep. So you buy an extra can of SpaghettiOs or something yep, exactly. and you put it in that basket and then every supermarket has it. The back of my church, St. Paul's and Wickford, we were great with the food pantry, but they've got bins. Every church, every supermarket, this, you know, so it doesn't take anything when you're walking out of the supermarket to buy an extra box or two of something. And now that the COVID um, extra snap benefits are coming to an end, you know, it was just kind of written into the law when they boosted it. It was approximately $90 per family. Now that's coming to an end. Yep. So these food pantries are going to be under even greater pressure. Yep. So get out there and support your local food pantry. Yeah, man. Absolutely. You know, it's, you, you talk about the can of spaghetti yards, you know, which when I was a kid, that was, that's what I loved. I could eat it every day. <laughs> it was <Yeah>. it. <laughs> now, now picture the smile on a face when you have a family and they get that can of spaghettios that you've purchased and that little kid their eyes will light up when they when they get that can of spaghettios yeah. you'll be amazed on how much a can of spaghettios can make a difference 
it's yep. that simple. It's I, I simple. use that scenario with my students. I do, I do some gigs at a Java Madness, a coffee shop down in Wakefield, South Kingstown, yep. right, right down there on Salt Pond Road. And whenever I do Java, which is maybe four or five times a year, I bring my students out with me, whatever students want to show up. Right. And I let them know, listen, we're doing this for the food pantry. So any donations we get going to the food pantry, so you're playing music and it's fun, but there's another reason that I you're playing that. it. That's and these fantastic. little kids, all of a sudden, now they got an awareness and they could be little kids or teens, whatever, or adult students that come up. It raises their awareness and stuff. And the next thing you know, they're showing up to the gig to play with me and they're bringing bags of food. I love that. You know, they're it's bringing fantastic. bags of food. And, and Mark LaHood yeah. from Java Madness, the owner, He's always, always uh, whenever there's a food benefit, he always kicks in 10% of proceeds from his food sales. Yeah. See, so, so support job of madness. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mark is great to the arts and to causes. He's a musician himself. Yeah. He's a 152 member. So, yeah. as it goes around, man. Hey, maybe yeah. that's somebody we can get on the show. Yeah, I'd love to have Mark in. That'd be a beautiful See? thing. Mark? Calls. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if he sees know, this, he'll it, call me tonight. Like, he'll probably call you too. You know, you know it's like I little. joke around about this, you know, on like the, the ultimate goofball on, you know, right ahead of broadcasting. But, you know, it is a serious thing and we, we try to have fun with it, but we really need the people out there. That's, that's what matters, the, the people that are watching this. And you don't have to be in Rhode Island to help. You don't have to be in Rhode Island because there are food pantries everywhere. You know, all across the country, you can just go to one of them and donate there. And if you do, send us a message, drop the comments, you know, let us know everything, you know, that has to pertain to this. So if you're in, say, San Francisco, there are, there are people that are hungry in San Francisco, you know, and so go and help them out. Let us know. Let us know. So that way you can get, you know, some recognition and that way, you know, you know, we thank you because that's it's not just in this area. Right. It's everywhere. You know what? And the ripple effect is what you're, what you're saying right now. Yeah. The ripple effect is enormous, man. Right. Be, be, for every one person that does that and say, oh, I dropped off something at the food pantry. Somebody else, oh, they yep. think about it, Absolutely. they drop it off. Right. You know. And we have people that watch from all over the world. We've had people that have watched the show that came in from Philippines, from, you know, from all over the place. We have people from Sao Paulo yeah. that watch the show. Yeah. So there are people everywhere. We, and we want you to throw those comments, where you're from, and, you know, where, you know, you can go to those areas for help. And we'll announce those places as you drop those comments. Because you can do it right now and be part of the show. So and can, I know there's somebody watching out there right yes. now. You, you know, know, so, you know, and even after the show ends and you see the video, you know, drop the comments. We get them and monitor all those comments and we make those people know and whatever whatever places so and if you want to become part of the 152 hunger network you can become a member we started it in rhode island in 1988 but we're up and running in several states now 
My goal is sometime in my lifetime or beyond, we're going to have a minimum of 52 artists in people from all walks of life using their talent to help uh, become one of 52 members. It's a simple concept. There's 52 weeks of the year. All we ask is that you take use your talents to take a minimum of one action in one week annually. So we're up and running in other states, anywhere in the world, you can kind of gravitate toward this uh, concept and become a 152 member wherever you are. Yeah. Drop a comment, like I said, and let us know if you want to be on the show. We'll, you know, we'll bring you on and, and we'll talk about everything and Steve can do his thing and, Steve, you involved yeah, and, and you notice that when you say uh, we want you, we would like one and each artist to donate one event a year. Do you notice that when you get the artist to do it, it's it's not only one event a year. Well, it's lots of events. Yes, it's funny when I describe this concept to people, they either get it immediately, yeah, or they say, you know, that's a little too much commitment for me. Believe it or not, yeah, I swear to God, I've had quite a few, but that's okay. It's all good. Because I know in my heart there are at least 52 in every state that yeah. will say, yes, I get this, count me in. Yeah. There's no fees or dues. Let me look right in the camera. Cost you nothing to join. Yeah. All we look for is that one action, minimum is one action. Positivity one is guaranteed. You know, so That's for sure. like Corey, nothing bad can come out I know you're out, out there. there. Corey, you know who you are. <laughs> you got you to get in touch with directly? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want you on, guys, super talented. You might actually know Corey Sylvia. The name sounds familiar. Corey Sylvia. He plays in the portals and he plays, you know, in, in other bands. I don't know, time, but I think we will get to know him now. <laughs> but I'll tell you, he's super talented. Um, he's an excellent creator. Yeah, beautiful. So we are I'd like to have him come on and be part of all of this. So, because I remember, I remember, I still remember the day he came in approached me. I was like, before I even get all the words out, I was like, okay, I'm Come in. in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, I love it. And that's one of the missing components for our concept. We've been doing it for 30 years, but we need much more exposure. So I'm so grateful to Ron for helping us put this out here. Please make it go viral. Please share this episode if you're watching. And speaking of talent, uh, why don't we go right to uh, yes, having our buddy, our friend buddy uh, playing a song for yes, us. Yes, it's been killing me. <laughs> and wanting to hear the music. Um, now I know you have you just brought in some uh, same train new tracks. One of my CDs of here is the same train new tracks. Now do we have? And I've, I've got another uh, CD that I brought in there for you too. It's called uh, "The so Stuff we, That Dreams Are Made Of." So can we give away? Of course. Okay. So look. Of course, yes. You throw some comments. You know, in the comment section and after two weeks we'll give it two weeks then i'm going to give away one of the cds oh, i got some of my car bags. man i'll bring in a little handful for you so, no worries great uh, multiple winners so there you go so buddy what are you going to play for us first well i'm gonna i you know steve said to me you know pick a couple of originals if you're going to do something a cover, make sure it's public domain. Um, and I thought about that, and I said, well, she has to play all my originals. It's few and far between. So um, this is a song I wrote with a, a fella down in Nashville. His name is Jeff Middleton. And, uh, 
That's through, just so you know, that's through my affiliation playing with Steve Smith and the Nakeds, which is the reason I moved to Rhode Island 
in the first place oh, okay. was, was I yeah, I was that. living up in Boston and, uh, and, uh, you know, looking for a gig. I just moved back to Boston from Florida and, uh, uh, a friend of mine says, there's a gig happening down in Rhode Island. It's a road gig. I said, I'll take it. I went and auditioned for the boys and they're like family to me now. I love the nakeds. I love the band. Um, they're like brothers to me, you know, Steve's um, a fellow 150 yeah. member. And, um, you know, the connection with me, with the uh, Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame is it originated at the Blackstone Valley Tourism Council. Yeah. And I love that fact that it's literally in a hall and it's right down the road over here. Yeah, it's right down the street. East Village at the, uh, adjacent to the Met Cafe. Yeah, it's very cool. So the people that haven't been there, go there. It's right in Pawtucket. Go into the Hall of Fame and check it out. It's interesting. It's fun. And, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see... Rhode Island has a great music community. It really does. You know, we, you know, I lived in Boston. It was dog eat dog, as they say. Um, down here in Rhode Island, the musicians, the bands, we support each other. You know, we're all sitting in with each other or supporting each other. And a lot of the bands that I know, man, they're part of this one of 52. And uh, speaking of Steve Smith and the Nakeds and his cousin, John Cafferty, he has a track. My cousins? Yeah. He has a track on our wow. time is now to end hunger hunger benefit CD, which came out in the year 2000. And we're re-releasing now on the web. You go to the one in 52 hunger benefit, uh, search on Facebook and you'll come right to it. And all the tracks are there. What did the naked uh, contribute to that? Sorry, Beaver Brown. It, uh, it was Beaver Brown that has a song right here. It's a, it's a song. Um, it's a song called Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, and it's a socially conscious song about just the, the work a day guy trying to make his way in life, and it's yeah. a very rare track with a kind of a stripped down, unplugged uh, track with him and Gary. Um, I love those guys, man. I love yeah. that band. I mean, because of the Nakeds, that's how I got to meet even when I was on gigs together, or you know, and being cousins, those guys. You know, I love those guys. It's a great band, and you know, I couldn't be yeah. happier for those guys. We're all part of the same family now, yeah. uh, all tied together with the 152 Hunger Network. You're a lucky guy, Steve, to know all these people. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, people have told me you know, it's time to cash in on all this karma, and we are getting to that point now, especially with Ron's help here, creating some uh, mass media for us out there. Hopefully, these shows will be going viral. And a lot more people will be learning about us. And a lot so. more people will be joining the network. So, so um, before we went on, you had mentioned you play for a church. I do. I play. Uh, a lot of my life is based out in South County, and I play uh, every Saturday. I lead the worship every Saturday evening. There's a five o'clock service at St. Paul's Church, St. Paul's Episcopal Church in Wickford. It's a Christian Church, none of the guilt. The Episcopal. <laughs> none of the guilt, man. We're all happy and we love everybody. <laughs> and I and I do there what you know. I used to call it folk masses on Saturday evenings at five o'clock. I'd go and lead the congregation in, in the service, and uh, I've been doing that for decades. And it stopped about <clears throat> COVID. Yeah. COVID immediately stopped, yep. and all of a sudden the church wasn't doing the Saturday service. Nobody was singing. Nothing was going on. And they called me back recently and, you know, it said, listen, we're starting it back up and we'd love to have you do it. And I was like, back in the saddle, man. I right. love it. And uh, 
you know, that's my my main gig these days is every Saturday I'm playing at church. Yeah. Playing for the right reason. Yeah. Okay. You know? Well, we've got a few more attendees now that they know you're going to be playing. Now I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to put you on the spot. Outside of the church, that doesn't count. You can't count that. One. Yeah. <laughs> Where is your favorite place that you have played? Oh, I got a lot of favorite places. I know places, that. That's man. why I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I got a lot of favorite places, man. I've been on the road all my life. You mentioned Java. Java's going to be well. Rough. Java Madness is, the, of course, the best coffee house in the world. Yeah, right on the marina best. there. I love that gig. And so these days I'm doing that every now and then. Um, due to health issues, I'm not out playing bars as much anymore. If something comes up, I grab it. However, you know, these days I'm happy. I'm, te I'm teaching and I'm, and I'm, you know, I got a lot of favorite places. I mean, I've, I've got a lot of favorite places. I you're played actually, with them. actually busking out on the street. Oh like, man. Well, I, I, when COVID hit, when COVID first hit and it was still winter time when it, when it first hit, um, I went over to, uh, Belmont. Yes. I Belmont, Belmont. Uh, what is it called? Belmont Market right in Wakefield. And I said, man, can I sit outside and play music for the food pantry? And they said, okay. So now I'm out there. They had a, they had like a tent for the lines of people that were lining up to go in and get food. There was lines of people. And I sat in that line and I played through the rain. I played through the snow and sleet on sunny days. And COVID hit. And this was even before the masks were mandatory. And so I'm out there from that during the course, and then all of a sudden it morphed into masks and everything else. I met the best people. Here's COVID, and we think the world is coming to an end. And here's all these people that I'm meeting in line, and I'm talking to them about the food pantry. And they'd come and say, can I sing a hymn with you? Can I can oh, I do this? And they'd come see, now that has to be the best one. Let me tell you something. That has to be the best one. There was like a, a point where two times a week, my car was filled up with groceries and money. And I'd go over to the food pantry. And I'm like, oh, buddy, thank you, thank you, you know. And, you know, it was, it was amazing. But, you know, I did that until the owner of Belmont decided this kid could be a liability if he comes down with COVID. So they asked me, so I did it for about three months, almost every day. Wow. Because there was no work. There was no teaching. There was no playing out in bars or anywhere. I went out there whenever I wanted, and the lines were always long, right outside of the duck, because they were only letting us a few people in at a time into the market. Right. I'd sit there and chit-chat with people. And This is the 1 of 52 Hunger Network in action over here, folks. Well, you know, that it, that's what it's about. Say, we only ask for a minimum of one action one week annually. That gig lasted three months, folks, man. Folks that like one was and cooler. You're out there practically every week doing something in life. I so love it. So it you know, it. it's it's good. It's a good thing to do. Nothing you guarantee that nothing bad can come out of that. Nothing but good can come out of that. Exactly. You know, nothing bad can happen by helping people and doing stuff like that. This just happens to be the you know the path I'm taking. You know, the path you're taking as far as food. But I mean, there's issues. There's homelessness. There's, there's a lot of things going on in in the world that everybody needs to get behind there their charity or whatever. And for me, I just see results with it. We certainly pay attention to the homeless issue 
and we have a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes uh, in that direction. Um, my feeling is hunger shouldn't even exist in America. So let's get to that point. If we can get to the point where we look around and say, hey, everybody got enough food, everybody eating, okay, great. What can we accomplish from there? What else can we tackle? Yeah. And, but and then simultaneously, we're certainly paying attention to the homeless issue as we go along. And not everybody wants to be housed, but everybody wants to eat. Right. So if we can get everybody fed, that's going to take us from that position of power, an incredibly powerful position of creating food security when nobody has to go without food, we can move on to other issues. Yeah. And, you know, getting back to um, that point in America, hunger just shouldn't exist. You know, we've talked about it before. Some of our 152 members really focus on rescuing food and, and food waste. And we waste 40% of the food in this country. Isn't that ridiculous? It's totally ridiculous. And if we even just got that one aspect under control, we'd be well on our way to food security. Yeah. Or even people, a percentage of that. Yes. You people know. say to me, how can you end hunger when, when food costs money? It's not about money. It's about attitudes. It's about, like you said, it's about awareness. It's awareness. Everything yeah. in life is about awareness. If we can get people to be aware that 40% of the food yeah. in this country is wasted, and it's not just on your plate at home, even though that's a part of it. Everybody's got to compost to make sure we're putting the food into the compost so better food can be grown. But it's about industrial waste and it's about corporate waste and, and you know, even supermarkets where the food basically comes from in our society have to get waste under control. And there's a lot of great programs. Visit our page, 152 Hunger Network uh, community page, and you'll learn more much more about all the actions that are being taken. Yeah, because we think there. about the supermarket aspect of it. You know, it's like there's a shelf life for it. And when you're coming around to that end of that shelf life, why not just give it away? It's a write-off for those companies. Interesting point. There's actually a new app out there. I know there's an app for everything that you can sign up for, and it alerts you when supermarkets have food that's uh, getting close to the expiration date. I know Stop and Shop is participating in this, and I'm sure many more will come on board. And that's great because they're going to discount that food, and they're going to get it out into the community rather than having it go into waste. And I think we might have talked on one of our previous uh, shows, Ron. You know, everybody thinks there's this big liability issue about giving food away, but our buddy Bill Clinton solved that, and he signed into law while he was president, the Good Samaritan Law, which basically in a nutshell states that if you're giving food away with good conscience and with good intent, you can't be held liable for what may happen as a result of that. So don't worry about it. Go out there and lovingly collect the food, give it away, go to the supermarkets, make sure they're doing the right thing, get them signed up for this uh, software program. Every little bit helps. And these are all actions that you as an individual can take and you can join our 152 Hunger Network by taking these actions on your own. Yeah, so don't be upset about getting the bottom of the muffin. Uh, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right? Hey, man, you I'm no stranger to day-old bread. Uh, I'm yeah, no stranger to that. If I can get a loaf of 50 cents instead of 350, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, because you can just toast it. Yeah, there you go. Just toast it. And here's an idea that I have. I hope to proliferate in the uh, supermarkets. Uh, rather than just having all the, like, the old produce sitting on a filthy rack in the back of the uh, store yeah. let's bring it up to the center of the store 
have a kiosk, maybe with video and literature, and educate people on how to use this food, especially to make soups and stews. And I think we can, right there at that point of purchase, you can sell the base for making the soups and stews. And this gets back to the stone soup story, yeah. which Pete Seeger talks about on our CD. Yeah. Go to our website and view the uh, listen to the songs there. The song that Pete Seeger wrote about uh, that for his wife Toshi about the stone soup theory, yeah. and um, that's another way to get people educated, create awareness, and keep food out of the uh, landfill chain. All right, before we go to another fantastic song, my buddy. Um, Please donate stars, bits, whatever you can, and all the proceeds will go to the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. Um, every penny, every penny. So when you do a bit, which is equal to one penny, we'll take it. We'll take it because that penny will make it to the Rhode Island. What does a star food mean bank. if they donate stars? A star is the same thing. So it takes a hundred stars to make a dollar. Yeah. And same thing with bits. So I'm just learning every, about all this stuff too. Yeah. If you go on YouTube, you see the side column over there. Yeah. Every penny will go to it. Guaranteed. And we also have a link you can donate directly to the Community Food Bank. Should be scrolling across Absolutely. the bottom of the page there. So, in case you did not know, you are watching Music Causation. This is episode three with Buddy Cavallari. Uh, please subscribe, follow, share. Sharing is so important because that gets this video out to everyone. Okay, so um, if you're on Twitch, you can you can watch us on ri underscore broadcasting. If you're on Twitter, then it could be broadcasting ri, and Facebook and YouTube is at Rhode Island Broadcasting. I mean, when we look at the numbers that we're getting, it is fantastic. It's already one of the top shows on Rhode Island Broadcasting. So, um, so there's that. Um, we have actually currently 322 uh, followers on Twitter. So get on that. We're trying to get to 400 by the end of the month. Oh, we can double that by the end of today. Yeah. Uh, hopefully. Yeah, exactly. hopefully. <laughs> um, on YouTube, we have 1,124. So we've nice. all brought up since uh, the last time we aired a program on Rhode Island Broadcasting. Um, so we're trying to get to 2,000. Um, you can also listen to the shows um, on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Red Circle, TuneIn, so many that I can't even name them all. And they're all archives. So yes, can so you can just go shows. and watch them over and over and over. And then you can also donate over and over and over if you, you want go. to. If you want to. Um, so, buddy. Yes. Now, you had mentioned you played with Steve Smith and the Nakings, not counting them. And I know this is putting you on the spot again. Who is one of your favorite artists that you've played with throughout the years? Well, I've been blessed. I've been blessed. Because of the Nakings, I was a guitar player for Clarence Clemens, the big man. Oh, my. You know, when Clarence wasn't on tour, oh. up until his death. Um, and when he wasn't on tour with Bruce, so good. you know, on the East Coast, he'd hire the Nakeds, and we would road band with Clarence. It's wonderful to have done that. We've done that with Gary U.S. Bonds. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it's so much fun. We've done a lot of things. And then other bands I've been with where 
Um, I mean, I've been the opening act for Charlie Daniels, Emmy Lou Harris. Uh, I've been the opening act for Waylon Jennings, Hank Williams Jr. Wow. Um, I've been blessed with things would fall into my lap because I can read music and make it sound good, um, where I get the call a lot. And, um, you know, and so, I, you know, I've been on, like I said, was, there was a point in the mid-90s where the country music thing was happening and people were line dancing and all that stuff. I happened to be playing in an original and pop country band. And so we'd go on the road. All of a sudden, we'd be doing these, a lot of big state fairs. Um, you know, Ricky Skaggs was on the gigs. Um, cool. uh, there's so many people that, you know, the list goes on and on. You know, like I said, I've been blessed um, to play a lot of places and with a lot of people. And I love every one of them, even the miserable so-and-sos. <laughs> even the, I'm, I'm an autographed hound, you know. So if I'd work with Ricky Skaggs, you know, and I worked with Ricky a few times, um, you know, one time again, I have a guitar that I get them to sign. So I've got an old Fender Telecaster with signatures all over. Oh, wow. And uh, I was working with Waylon Jennings and uh, I said, Waylon, man, can I get you to sign this? And he just had carpal tunnel um, operation. So he had Velcro casts on. I, said, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. I said, Waylon, here's a Sharpie. Here's my guitar. Draw a line across my guitar. I'll know it was you. I can't do it. So that week was going on with Torin and his son. Um, he had a son who was, you know, nine or 10 years old at the time. Now he's, now he's a country star himself. And uh, Shooter, I'd, I'd be hanging with his son, his little kid. And said, sure would be great if you could get my guitar into your dad to get him to sign it. So the kid goes and talks to Whaling and the Whaling in the bus and he comes back. He says, buddy, my dad said he can't do it and stop asking. Such a great try. Yeah, you know. So, such a great story. You know, but uh, you know, he was he was a miserable so and so during the daytime gigs, and then the nighttime gigs, he'd have a little bit of the painkiller in him. So he was a little bit looser, but uh, but uh, he wasn't the most pleasant guy, and yet I was thrilled beyond belief to be, you know, his opening act, nice. you know, stuff like that. All right. So I'm sure the fans are, are clamoring for another song. Uh, what another song. Well, I was thinking about it. I got so many songs to play. I was thinking about a song I wrote with a, a guy from uh, Stuttgart, Arkansas. And I met him down in Nashville also. Where I'm, I'm down there quite a bit writing with friends. And uh, Lee, I forget Lee's name. I was trying to think of it all day. But I wrote this tune with Lee. And when he came into our publishing publishing house, which is Al Jolson Music, um, is my publisher, um, they said, listen, we got a new writer coming in, man. We want you to write with him. And uh, we want you to write with him. See what you think. See if we can bring him into the stable. Okay, so I show up and I've got 100 tunes just started and I didn't want to bring something I already started to an unknown writer. So I said, Lee, here's what we're going to do. We took the phone book. We opened up the phone book and we opened it up. It said taverns and it listed all the taverns. I said, taverns. Okay, let's open the phone book again. We opened it again and it said churches. 
said taverns, churches. The night was over, the song was written. It was, you know, um, and Lee says to me, you know, if there's a guy in this song, we were writing in a room, you know, like this, in one of the writer's rooms, and there was a box of stationery called Avery. So, you know, the Avery stationery? So yeah. Lee says, if there's a guy in the song, let's not, let's name him Avery. I said, okay. <laughs> so, you know, that's where this tune came from. Churches, taverns, but uh, that's how it started. Let's see what happens here. Used to sing in taverns, now he sings in church. Sleep all day, up all night, now he goes to work. Had to change his life, do the best he can. If you want to keep the wife and kids, you gotta be a better man. But every now and then, he gets the itch again. He fires up them blue suede shoes. There ain't nothing wrong, he loves his gospel songs. But Harry likes to sing the blues. Through the yellow pages back when there was yellow pages. Yeah, right. I don't even know if this there still is I yellow think pages. Still is. But we opened the book. I said, I don't want to give up one of my songs to this guy. I don't know. Churches and taverns, and then you know, sometimes stuff like that just falls in your lap and the song wrote itself pretty quickly. 
That's awesome. Hopefully we'll be able to squeeze one more song in by our guest, by Cavallari here. Yeah, I want to let you know that um, next Monday, we're going to have a very special 152 member going to be performing with us. Going to be virtual. We're going to make sure we can get her up and running. We're going to do a test, right? right? Yep, yep. We're going to make sure she runs uses a PC, so we should be good. We should be good. Those darn Macs have been screwing with us lately. <laughs> but uh, Ronnie uh, Stolzberg, and she's a, an acclaimed artist uh, this week. She was at the Arizona uh, live music. Oh, Ronnie, uh, good, feature, good. Featured artist. Ronnie's a, a fellow, good friend of mine. I love Ronnie. Member. Yeah, she's nice. She's going to be on with us next week. Awesome. And she's just coming back from Arizona. Ar yeah, Arizona, the live music uh, corporate uh, artist. She was featured at their festival out there. Nice. Yep. She's been a singer-songwriter. And every month, they do a songwriter's uh, circle, the first Friday of every month down in Edgewood. Uh -huh. And she made it a 152 gig. And, you know, small audience, small group of people, but they collect food for every gig. So... Gotta love it, and yes. we'll talk about that when she's here next Monday. So tune in next week for Ronnie, and it's going to be another great show with my uh, host, Ron. Here we are, Music Causation, today with Buddy Cavallari. And i got to tell him uh, the story where the name came from, Ron. You were like, we're about to go live, and we were like, we've got to have a name. So I started searching around, and I looked at a bunch of different names, and all these names I liked were taken, taken, taken. I was like, music for the cause. This is all about the cause. And I looked up causation, and I said, you know, the definition of causation is cause and effect. So here we are, the cause and effect. If we do the right things, we're going to have the right effect. And music causation was the perfect name. Ron made a beautiful graphic for us. And here we are in our third show. And here I was thinking it was... Since I was a white guy, it was music Caucasian. Oh, almost. Oh, no. not quite. <laughs> and that's the thing, music. That's you know, you know, I love, I love just about every style of music that it is, and you know, so that makes it really easy for me to get into the music that we've had, you know, so far. You know, but I mean, I don't care what kind of music it is. If you have, you know, if you're an opera singer and you want to come on, we'll put you on. You know, blues, you know, R&B, whatever it is, if you want to get involved, just let us know and we can make it happen. I know Steve can, you know, do all the legwork with the one of the artists coming up. We got Eddie McGurl coming up for a show soon. Um, kind of an Irish thing, but he also has a song on the Time Is Now CD, which is an amazing song. We can talk about that when he's in. How did I not get on that CD? Uh, well, you know, we're I must have been missing an action at that point. We're going to make another one. might have to make another yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, but we got to make this one successful first. 20 years later, we're still working. So, where can it. they find the CD? They can, uh, it's all available for free on, online, just like this show is. If you're so moved, you make a donation to your favorite food organization. We recommend the Rhode Island Community Food Bank. But you can donate to Second Harvest Feeding America. You can donate, like, for instance, when Chocola is on, he has his Hunger Bus organization, which is a nonprofit. You can donate directly to the Hunger Bus. And uh, that's the beauty of it. It's all third party. Not a dime of this is coming to any of us here. It's all about the cause. And uh, you can go... My, the Facebook pages and search on 
the 152 Hunger Benefit, and you'll come right to it because it's a very unique name, 152 Hunger Network. And the reason for that, it's very unique because it's a very unique organization. So we own that, and um, it's a beautiful thing. We want you all to check it out and participate. And we have a lot of great guests coming up. And like I say, it's all uh, all for the cause. Yes. It, look, you, you know, we, we want to make, you know, every show purposeful. And to do that is just simply watching, sharing, donating if you have the money. If you don't have the money and you have time, donate your time. Exactly. Helping unload trucks or stocking shelves inside the pantries or whatever it may be, you know, donating time at a soup kitchen, whatever it may be, that's what we need. We just need help at all levels. We don't have to list them all. So to go on Google, search food pantry near me or soup kitchen near me and you'll come right to them. <laughs> Believe me, they all need your help. So they all there's do. no lack of uh, places to Absolutely. go out there to get help. Okay. So, help. so, if you're out there, you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, at RI, I mean, Rhode Island Broadcasting. If you're on Twitch, it's RI underscore Broadcasting and Twitter, Broadcasting RI. Please follow us, pay attention to the show, and you know, just enjoy the artists and all the other program that's on Rhode Island Broadcasting. Um, I'm sure the influences that we're going to be com having coming up are all going to be fantastic, including from episode one, Bill Bartholomew, and of course, episode two, Mark Markrush, which I had such a difficult time when he was here. <laughs> and of course, Papa Angelo, you know, they were fantastic. But buddy, we're going to get one more song out of you. Great. And then we'll talk a little bit. And then we'll end the show. All right. Okay. So so have at it. Fans, you are you are blessed with a with a Hall of Famer here in Rhode Island. Um buddy Cavalier. Another song with one of my co-writers, uh, Michael Mason, um, from Nashville. Uh, Michael is an unbelievable singer and songwriter and I'm blessed to call him one of my close, close friends over the years. We've written a ton of music together. But uh, this is what we call some Sunday go to meeting music. Cool. Uh, Take me down to the river where I can drown all of my sins. And with this new day, I'll live forever when my time on earth comes to Thank you. 
come in and done some very dark stuff well, yeah, today. You know, I mean, but I chose not. <laughs> you know, we, we got blessed with three great songs. Thank you. And Thank you. I'll tell you, you know, it's like I, like I said before, I feel like I missed out all those years not hearing the music. And, you know, as all I that get matters older, is now, Ron. Now you're yeah, hearing now it. Now catch it up. As, as I get older, you know, I've expanded you know, because like when I was younger, you know, you have your favorites. I had, you know, the favorite stuff. So I used to listen to like 92 and HKY and stuff like that, you know, and that's what you got programmed to do all those years. And then, you know, as I started getting out of my area and then into different areas, meeting different people, you know, you kind of get different songs influencing you so then it was like country music and then it was you know i worked with inner city kids so i listened to some some hip-hop and stuff like that and you know and i know a lot of you know hispanic people so i started listening to Good. you know latino music it's so, all music so man it is all music and we only got 12 you know, notes one thing that has been a constant for me what i like and that is acoustic guitars and saxophones. For some reason, that's what I really, really like. And, you know, so I kind of, like, tend to gravitate towards that kind of a thing. And, you know, and it's it, there's nothing like somebody just sitting there playing yeah. guitar and singing. I'm glad we were able to make it possible for you, man. So I've enjoyed these three episodes so much, listening to music that I haven't heard before. And I always am someone that will just type in a word, you know, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify, whatever it is, and you play something you've never heard before. And I like doing that. And that is why I enjoyed this so much. And I feel, you know, like I have goosebumps all the time because of that. So I love it, you know, and I hope you, the fans, love it too. You know, please throw the comments down there. You know, we're going to try to give away um, one of these. So throw some comments. So we're going to get some people, some CDs of Buddy's music. And let me tell you, if you like those three songs, you're going to love this. You're going to love it. And, uh, uh, for updated news, visit my website, 1of52.net. The number one, the word of. 
fifty-two.net. Uh, very simple uh, URL. Very simple to participate. No fees or dues. All about taking action. That's why we're here today, Steve. That's what makes you a Rhode Island hero, man. Yes, oh, wow. I'm Thank telling you. you. I'm telling you, man. That's what makes you a hero. Is the some the, what you're doing? Be you the guy behind it. You need somebody pushing the rest of us. Yeah, right. And I'm so grateful it's you, man. Thank you. And, and like I say, it's not about what I do. It's what I, it's what about what everybody else does. So as you're listening, if you want to participate and want to help us create food secure communities, we can do it. One of fifty two dot net. Join us. Join us next Monday with Ronnie Stolzberg, and uh, we'll be doing this every week for the foreseeable future. That's right. Nice. Thank you, Ron. It would take a lot for it not to happen. Yeah. You know. Buddy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I mean, this means a lot to me, and I'm glad we're getting the word out, man. I'm so glad we're getting the word out. So it is time for us to go. Um, we've enjoyed Buddy being here. And now it's time to wrap up. You know, Steve was another great show. I cannot wait to see the results of, of people sharing it and and you know really getting involved. That's so for every week. So let's let's do this. Let's share it because believe it or not, that actually helps too. You know, because if there's any revenue to be made, you know, off of the channels, you know, we get ad revenue, we get all that stuff, and all of that goes towards the cause. We don't make anything here, you know, between me and Steve. It doesn't go to the channel. It doesn't go to anything but the food banks. So It's uh, magic how it happens. It is. It is. So, so please, thank you, buddy, again, for being here. And, you know, check out his music. You know, we've posted up the links throughout the show. And don't my Facebook to friends too. The yes. Facebook friends to share this stuff with yes. everyone. So um, we will see you next time on Music Causation. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Ron.